We're rolling. Hello, welcome. B Tech Philosophers bonus episode. This is just a bonus one we're putting out on. Not just yeah, we're not going to put it just on Patreon. We're going to put it out for everyone. Episode fifty. It's not. It's not. We, we, let's not do it as the official. Well, it's not. Episode. not, it's, not, not it's not official episode. It's like just a like a, it's like a fun one. Well, let's use this like let's do what we do on Patreon. Use it as an advert for Patreon. We like. can. You didn't book it as that though. You booked it <laughs> at two thirty in the morning as a revenge pod. This is why you booked it. Revenge and pod. Elliot was um, beefing with a comic. Uh, who we may or may not name. And for some reason, the beef became like, you were arguing at 2.30 in the morning and then you booked the pod to have like a showdown with them on this episode. All right. It's going to require some backstory now. And usually we like talk flagrantly on the Patreon, yeah, which yeah. is £3.50 a month. We, we say all sorts. Yeah. Are we prepared to do that here today on the main? I, I, I feel like we shouldn't name names because you have actually made a truce. Yeah, let's let's not give away the whole story. Yeah, like, you know, let's have a bit of a bit of uh, a bit of mystique. Well, fill us in while while we're here filming this bonus episode. Oh, uh, bro, I should just get back to ordering coke at two thirty <laughs> in the morning. Oh, I'm in here at ten a.m. on a Monday. We're here because of Foxhall Podcast. No refund policy. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 this would have been cancelled. Mike has made it very clear. <laughs> I'm paying for this episode. This is this is this is this is an. He doesn't even want it to be a. <laughs> B-tech philosophers. I don't know what this is. <laughs> nah, all right. So the, uh, I, I'll start with the story where they started a few months. Uh, some of our patrons will know I had a bit of a grievance with a venue here. Um, so speaking like a lawyer. <laughs> all right. Basically, I, I, I'd agree. It's not, it's not with, uh, it's nothing to do with Vauxhall Comedy or anyone there, like I always say. Really like what they do, respect it. it. Isn't just that they put on good shows and good gigs. They give a lot to newer comics coming through as well, which when I was coming up in London, I'd have loved instead of having to gig completely on the open, you know, doing like that open mic stage. From open mic to professional, I think is the hardest transition in comedy. Yeah. It's it's a very difficult place. That's the only transition. No, because then you've got like where we're at now, where it's like circuit to touring, oh, yeah. podcast doing what. Well. That's it, so hard. It's. Yes, but I'll tell you why I think it's the hardest thing, and this will come into the story. You've got to deal with everyone's egos who are comics who they're all trying to prove that they're meant to be here. Me and you walk into a room like we're meant to be, you know, everyone knows us. We've been on the circuit for a time. Mm -hmm. These newer guys coming through, they're still very insecure in themselves in their career a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And they'll have the excuses like, you look at someone who's doing really well from that generation, is someone like Vittorio, he's killing it. And then... Uh, when someone like that comes along, what happens is some people can't go, wow, that guy works really hard and is really good. They go, well, it's because of this. Well, it's because, whereas it's, are you working as hard as him? I sold a whole tour, man. Congrats to Vittorio. Yeah, exactly. Like, are, are you working as hard as him? Are you out there gigging as much as Vittorio? Are you are you sitting there but writing, editing videos? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's doing that. That's why he's doing that well. Out there. Hustling. Yeah. That's why he gets the attention of other comedians that like have a word and things like that because they look at this guy and they go, fucking hell, this guy's only been going this amount real of time. That's real. Yeah. I'm just here to do ad-libs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I enjoy it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a pop smoke song. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> and um, so I, I came in one night and the, the security here got a bit handsy with me when I was coming to do a free show. And... So it was assault. I... I'm here to tell my story. <laughs> to speak your truth. To speak my truth. Finger snaps. It's been going on too long <laughs> in this industry. 
that white men cannot go into a venue without being harassed. <laughs> no, no, I'm coming in and the fucking cunt security just, you know, they're, they're just fucking... You've told this story on the Patreon before. You didn't mention they were black security guards and I would have been no, on their you're, side. You're, you're giving away the story, bruv. Why the fuck are you here? Like, why are you here? You're giving away. Bruv, look, look, this ain't good, fellas. We're not starting in the middle, going to the beginning and kind of the end. We're doing the fucking... What the fuck are you throwing me? It's like a choppy narrative. We're going no, to... this isn't Pulp Fiction. <laughs> All right, linear, linear narrative. L linear, linear narrative. Right, so I, I come into security. The security guards, one of them was black. The other one was a white woman. Failed to mention. I, right, and they got a bit handsy with me. Yeah. I let them search me to prove I didn't have anything on me. Minorities just to, wanted to feel safe. What, what do you mean minorities <laughs> wanted to feel safe? They had like a thousand Brazilians in here watching Brazil, Korea, and they're all, do you know what I mean? And they, so they, they don't need weapons, bruv. They'll jiu-jitsu you if you even, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're searching them, bruv, and they're bringing out their purple and black belts. <laughs> and then, and then um, I, uh, so I, I was fucked off because they didn't just search me like it was a handsy search. It was like up on my balls. And, it was... and you told them you were uh, performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I, I I went on stage, I was in my trackies and that. I go, you know, I, I, I gigging what I gigging, and uh, I I went on stage and I, I'd watched the. I thought, let me calm down and chill. I watched the other acts and really liked them, but I wasn't in a very social mood because of what just happened. So I was removing myself from talking with them because I was like, I don't want to go in and be blah 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 and let that be my first interaction with these people. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching them. There was this guy who went on. I had this really funny routine about starting at a boxing gym and do, doing topics that I talk about, but from a completely different angle. Really fresh, really good takes about how guys who go into those places are insecure. So, and I was like, this is a fucking really good angle on this. Then this other comic goes on before me, and I thought she was very, very funny. Mm -hmm. I thought she was very funny. Comes off, I go on, I start cunting off the security just start slagging off the security, right? And I, I'm I'm talking about what's happened to me out there. It gets a big laugh. The audience are on board with it. I'm in my tracksuit. I went, for everything that you've been through tonight, meaning the security searching them, why are you not surprised at the state of your headliner? Mm -hmm. The other comics thought I was talking about their set. You said the state of your headliner. That's you. Yes, but they thought, uh, when I said everything that you've been put through tonight... Um, they thought I meant the show. Every single of the other comics? A few of them, a few of them. Wow. Like, there's still one that apparently I've got to apologise to. Wow. And, and, I, and so the next day, I sent one of the comics a message, because I got a call being yelled at, because apparently I, I work at the venue even though I get searched on the way in, so that means I get called and yelled at, even though I don't work here because I get searched on the way in. But that's for a different time. Yeah. And I, 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 went, I sent this comic a message going, very, very sorry, this was a, a miscommunication. I mi it, it, this is crossed wires. I really enjoyed your set. I wasn't having a go at you. And they replied, but didn't really accept the apology. They were like, yeah, you know, I think what you did was uh, was was bad. And, and I'm like, I didn't get into it, but I was like, yeah, but it wasn't bad yeah. because this is what I meant. Mm -hmm. So I know you've taken it this way, but I'm now here going, I'm very sorry that you, I messed up. Yeah. I'll accept that was a bad, bad word in me as a comedian, but that's not, yeah. 
Did you, when did you realize that you had upset the other comics and they had misinterpreted your words? Well, when I left, they were a bit cunty to me. So I was like, what the fuck's their problem? They searched you. <laughs> I was like to them, bye. And they were like, bye. Like that. Really? Yeah, I was like, as a collective. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I got a, I got a call. It's all sort of sorted out now. Like I think, I think, I think every. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that I'm absolutely in the right in this story. I, I handled things incorrectly, and I understand that people are human beings, and people when they get relayed certain information have to go on certain things. Mm. But it's whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you, you pay money to come here every week and do the thing, and very and I love doing it here. But you know, just don't, my view is like then just treat me as an act. I think so when you probably made your apology, this is Michael the psychologist speaking, mm. somebody had already entrenched in their mind that they don't like you, and now even though you've apologized, it's hard for them to shift their mind space and they still want to be mad at you over something. That is exactly what has happened. Okay. Uh, because I I know Apologies. for a f I know for a fact that they didn't like me before this, even though we'd never met. But this is the the thing you fall by as a do-it-yourself comedian with online. So sometimes people's first interactions with me are going to be online. Are going to be and let's be real, they're going to look at me and be like, "Why is a guy who's on Radio Four speak like that?" And mm. blah, 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 blah. a guy's son is on Radio 4, who's a famous comedian, speak like that. Why is da 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 da, da. Some people on Twitter say it's a Jamaican accent. It is. Which is uh, insulting. Blood clot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam! <laughs> Let's clip this. Uh, give them more ammunition. <laughs> so, anyway, they, they weren't really accepting of it. Well, I was like, oh, all right, well, when we see each other, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll see that I'm not, you know, I'm not this person that they maybe make up in their head. Mm -hmm. It's Friday. Message a couple of comics who are out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come hang still. No, thanks for that message. <laughs> you literally in a group chat over the weekend were talking about a party I wasn't invited to and meeting people <laughs> like in front of me. I, I actually was messaging. You went to that uh, no, uh, some non-binary <laughs> party. <laughs> I was like, we can't bring Elliot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that exactly what happened. But I was messaging the other guy privately in our group. And then, uh, he was just like, yeah, Michael, when you coming? And I was like, oh, fair enough, <laughs> You're like, you've fallen out of your way to message. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, yeah, you didn't belong there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you have a good time? Uh, no, it was all right, you know, it was all right. You know. That means you didn't have a good time. It was all right, you know. The daiquiris were 10 pounds. What? It was expensive. But no, it was, that's it was not fine. bad. It's fine. Were they good da daiquiris? It's all right. Not ten pounds. Co cocktails at a party sounds like a good idea until yeah. you're waiting to get served. Yeah, and it's then not... they've got to do all that shit, and then yeah. But no, I don't really go out often, so it's fine. You know. Mm. But uh, you can so you had comics on Friday. You have yeah, a little shindig. So uh, we're just having a few drinks. Lucas was there. Yep, I was. It was a good time. It was here. Uh, we we started here, and then we went uh to Old Street afterwards. Mm. Wild night, man. Uh, Angel, we went. To. Angel, yeah, yeah, Angel. Rather. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. It was nice. And I turn up. I'm having a nice chat with Lucas. Mm -hmm. Some newer comics coming through and stuff. But I was being nice. Yeah, he was, I was being nice. I was giving good advice. Yeah. And I just want to say put an emphasis on being nice <laughs> because people don't expect it from me. I'm actually very supporting of other comedians. Yeah, I always retweet people's stuff. Always share people's stuff. I'm always encouraging of new guys. Man, what reputation? Do you think people don't think you're nice? No, I tell you what it is. Uh, and where I was talking about earlier, that stage. See, I had this all planned out, Mike. I had this all done. Okay. 
and you've just come in and you're like, yeah, why do you hate black people? <laughs> Boil in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> imagine this story just ends with me beating up a black guy for being black. And I'm like, yeah, there people, see yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> like, I'm one, like, one, like I'm one of those cops in America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was, that's, that's fucking insane, that thing that's happening over yeah. there, man. I still feel that that's white people's fault, though. <laughs> when, you know, it's like five black cops. I know, but it's still white people's fault. You, you know, you know, you know. There's like the the conservatives in America are yeah, sat there right yeah, now, yeah. just like, well, I'm kind of like, it's kind of bad if we don't riot on this. <laughs> like, you, you gotta, guys, you gotta come out for this one, bro. Well, you got you got a riot just for the sake of. Even if you don't want to, I know times are hard financially, but you kind of go right. It's a bad look if we don't riot on this one. Yeah, well, times are hard. That's a reason to riot. Yeah. But I feel like the news are really building it up. Like they kind of was like the video's dropping, and I'm like, it's not a mixtape. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this beating is dropping at nine. Like, stop building it up. I feel like they're really building up for a riot, and then you know, mm. it never happened. I think social media and stuff like that. Uh, I I haven't even looked into it because it's so fucking grim. But I ain't, I don't watch it. I don't. I'm not gonna watch the video. Yeah, and also like, what am I meant to do? Yeah, like, but I'm I like I know this is the thing with social media. I realistically, with human beings, I shouldn't know all of the horrors of the world. We shouldn't know what's going on in Minneapolis. Yeah, there's no real need <laughs> for two boys from Croydon and Dagenham to know like intimately, like Minneapolis I, like, police department policy. I like I've got to see grieving parents and shit. Yeah, like and I'm just I'm, man, I'm just trying to. But as an ally, it's as, up to, as somebody, it's up to you to watch it. I don't. I'm not gonna watch. It. I'm gonna BLM guys. That's, uh, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> I I don't know. Though. I don't. I don't. I can't watch that shit. No, this is fucking horrific, and it's it's, it's angering as well because like. There's people in a position of like fucking. We had uh, Dom on last week. Mm. Mm, talk, you know, we didn't really. Go, but he, he talks about the stuff that he's a police officer and he suffered, man. And uh, mm. well, I would say suffered because he deals with it like he doesn't deal with it like he's suffering. So, mm. but you see these things going on in the world, and you sort of look and go, all right, well, what can we do in our position? And it's speaking to people like Dom and bringing people onto our. our Podcast is starting to get like a bit of listenership you know, and uh, space to to talk and you know yeah and, and you know we we I actually invited the comedian who's about to say some horrific things about me in the story onto the podcast today to say him with chest yeah that would have been the worst episode because now it's just me and Lucas just sitting here while you guys air grievances for an hour what? I was hoping you'd chime in <laughs> I, I'm gonna lie I was hoping like you're doing in and Russia <laughs> That's what you brought here. <laughs> yeah, just come upstairs. Come upstairs. <laughs> you know, like inviting them in, like like it's like it's prison, and they owe us a debt, and we're like giving them spice. No, we got a bag of spice for you. And there's a guy about to film it, and everyone's got those prison towels across their face. You ever seen those videos? I've not seen them. Oh, bro, you'll watch those. Yeah, what yeah. is that? I watched the ones like, I don't know, I just I went down the TikTok rabbit hole one time and like people, like prison videos from UK. Mm. And it all starts like them banging on doors going, yeah. And then like the algorithm goes, do you want a little bit more of a spicy one? Yeah. And you watch it and then the algorithm's like, okay, you like the spicy one. You can handle this. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like those uh, drill beef videos as well. 
What's the drill beat videos? Where they like go on each other's uh go on each other's blocks and start like being like, Yeah, fuck your cousin, yeah. man. <laughs> Who I stabbed, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're out Friday night. We go, uh, I, I walked in, saw everyone at first, and this person came up to me. I thought we were cool because of this thing. She was a bit over familiar and like grabbed my face. You're talking about the, the comments? Yeah, 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 yeah. This person's 35, right? She grabbed my face. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm glad we're able to get her. I, I felt really bad about it, what had happened. And she went, I wouldn't feel bad, but I don't have a soul. Like, you're 35. Why are you speaking like a 16 year old emo? Yeah, that's, I don't know what that means, man. You don't have a soul. Like I, I, I'd leave the venue if that was that happened. What is this twilight? <laughs> Get out of this twilight era, man. A white boy said that to me. Yeah, you got you got to evacuate. You you, you got to call that in. Oh, above you're about to start hearing pumped up kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a soul. Like, right. I don't have a. I'm gonna take that soul. as my warning. Like that's the friendship warning that they give to the, to the one kid that was nice to me. Right, I heard you. I hear you. Good luck. Bro, I don't have a soul. Okay, and then after that, what happened? I was like, uh, all right, all right. And then we, I thought we were cool. Well, it was all fine. I sit down, I start to, we go to the place for drinking, I'm chatting to another comic. She starts saying, I was like, oh, you know, and they, they, like, this is the thing, like, hanging out in groups that you don't hang out with and, like, that everyone, like, in comedy, it, you got to be careful. This is for any newer comics coming through, yeah? Don't fucking hang out with everyone. Find your group and hang out with them. Because friendly. Be friendly, but like, I I, I know it's how, I don't like drama, bro. Mm. I like when you know, and there's all these other people's dramas, and they're at a different. Like, I'm not even being raw. They're at a different level of their career than I am, so I'm not bothered about someone getting fucking who's just been passed at the comedy store and who's got a trial at the Glee mm. and all of this stuff. And oh, they're selling tickets, but they're shit and blah blah blah, like. I hang out with you and Jamali and Kai and Sloss and people uh, and uh, like Ryan Conn and Gareth Ward, like people who are just talking about different shit. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, obviously when you when you first start doing comedy, you know, you're obsessed and it's your whole world. As you, you know, as it kind of would be, that makes sense. It was for us, you know, like the endorphins are flowing and you're finding out about all the politics and it's all you want to talk about. But then obviously you, you get older and you lose your soul. You know, you start talking about. I have shit. no style. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start talking about other shit, you know. But then, like, I don't know, if we were hanging out with, like, arena selling comics, we, you know, they'd be talking about arena shit and we wouldn't be able to relate. It's yeah. just all about a hierarchy thing, I guess. Yeah, it is. But, like, if you're hanging out with arena comics and stuff, but, all right, I knew, I know just from experience when I met Shane Gillis, don't go to Shane Gillis. I'm working on this bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, what I mean? I'm not gonna try. I'm not trying to relate to Shane Gillis in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to just. You don't need to validate yourself as a comic. You're just here already. He either liked my set or he didn't. Yeah, like that. That's you know, he might not like me, and that that's fine. Yeah, you know, I know Theo Vaughn's probably not particularly a fan of me. Yeah, because I caught him at a weird point of his tour, which I understand, and then they just all put us in a green room together. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he's probably like, oh, that fucking guy. He's not. He probably doesn't. He doesn't even think about me. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. But 
Um, yeah, so it's it's just like to any newer comics coming through, like it, do that shit when you, you you're starting, but it comes like a the water cooler at the office, mm. and there's all this gossip and this that and the other, and the other thing is you've got all these in dramas because you've got a bunch of insecure people ranging on various levels of mental illness and needing to be validated and all this stuff. Some of them are gonna bang each other and create conflict that way. Some of them are gonna fall out. Some of them are gonna some of them are gonna be envious of this. It's like school. And, and how much better are you for leaving school and not being involved in that stuff? I mean, unless you have your degrees and shit, obviously. Mm. Yeah. But just hanging out in that environment, and I like everyone in it, but uh, it, it's just a little bit... But, you know, school was fun, and you saw friends every day, and most people don't see their friends every day anymore outside <laughs> of school. I think that, that's an appeal for comedy as well. They kind of like the, the dramas of it. Some people enjoy it. You know, on on that now you gotta be careful not to get stuck in it six years later and you haven't really progressed. But some people kind of enjoy that world because it gives meaning to arguably a meaningless just life. It's like a workplace drama. It's like in the office. There's there always go, you know, there's always things going on and people chatting shit about each other. Yeah, that's how societies uh, are relate. Copier, huh? stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't work in this office. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like I've just wandered in for the office Christmas party. Yeah, mm. like, and then all of a sudden they're like, "You didn't file the returns for Mr. Glover," and I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't work here. I am." I I'm not like I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like the people sending for me. This I am a made guy. <laughs> you can't. I'm the made guy. <laughs> You talk of mafia. Yeah, is it good? Friend. Do you know what it was? I was Billy Bats at the bar having a drink. Yeah, I told some. I told Tommy to get me the shoe box, sign my shoe box. I don't know these names. No, I just you know, know in Goodfellas where they're at the bar, they're having a drink. It's his welcome home. It's the famous scene, and then he, he upsets oh, Joe Pesci. Oh yeah, and Joe yeah, Pesci's yeah, like, yeah. keep him here, keep him here. That's me. I'm Billy Bats. Now I was out of line. Yeah. Now, didn't, now, now. I did insult him. Stabbed and and, it, and then that's what happened to me, bro. Yeah. And that's why I'm here to tell my you story. You stabbed and put in the no, back of I'm, the car. I'm the one getting stabbed and put okay, in the back of the car, car, but yeah. in, in the comedy... In the comedy sense. In the comedy sense. Okay, so some young upstarts are fucking you up? I wouldn't say young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue your story. Continue so, your story. So we're all cool, innit? And I, it's fine. And then I was speaking to this and we're like, oh yeah, I think you should apologise about that whole situation to her like sincerely and i just found out that she'd actually got around and got me drunk so i was like oh we're, we're fine like it's all cool this should be the end of the story this is the I so be I, right I yeah 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 <laughs> i think I should, i'm gonna go over <laughs> and go hey i just want to say i'm really sorry about that situation it's crosswise blah, 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 blah. and then they were doing that thing where they were not accepting why, like the situation where it was, it was like co it's cognitive dissonance where they've got the narrative in it. They they're not accepting that I'm going. I fucked up with my wording, and then they start going, "That's bad comedy. That's this." And I'm like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll accept that. It is. I, it, Jesus, it doesn't have to be said like this, but fucking all right. Yeah. So it's coming this, this, this. And then it was like, why were you bringing drugs into the venue anyway? And I was like, how was I bringing, why would they, right, so they'd search me, found drugs, and then be like, don't worry, go do your 10 spot. Yeah. Uh, like, what, like, what, are, you talking, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. And then it was, um, I think I should name this person because they're relevant to the story, but I've got to say that I love this person. Like, I know it wasn't that. Yeah. She said, good friend of mine, friend of the show, Friends of the show, been on the show. Been on the show. Andrew Mensah, who was here, 
was like telling her that the reason I had an issue with being searched was because it was free black dorm. Okay, this is the story I shouldn't have, this is the twist, so I shouldn't have yeah. ruined it. So that, that. They were all black? No. I, 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 one of them I think was black. Okay. One suspected. <laughs> <laughs> one suspected. Yep. One, Don't put me on the back foot here. One woman, one suspected <laughs> black. And, <laughs> and one in a wheelchair. Just, uh, just, just, yeah, bro, let's make this as diverse yeah. as possible. The university perspectives of, of uh, <laughs> security guards are checking you. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like South Bank Uni <laughs> level one. <laughs> yeah, and there was a trans security guard. A woman in a burqa doing a backflip for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> there was a woman in a hijab on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> she's integrated into society, but she still keeps her like her like conservative religious upbringing. <laughs> there was an Eskimo on a unicycle. <laughs> And you came in and ruined this scene, yeah. And so I was like, that's a fucking big accusation. You're calling me racist. And she was like, I'm not calling you racist. I'm saying that's what I heard. Oh, right, that's calling me a racist. Now, I, I, you know, I fuck about on this podcast and stuff, man. But I ain't gonna lie, that that got to me. Like, the fact Mm. that someone would, like, in front of a lot of people accuse me of being a racist because I, I definitely have biases i definitely have things that i've grown up with through lived experiences that i think a certain way i try to work on them as a human being but my parents were staunch fucking socialist uh anti-nazi league you know grew up in all of that stuff my you know my dad's done really well as that as a person who's brought up in swanley probably a very racist place growing up and gone nah fuck having those opinions mm. fuck having that and like pass that on to his kids the same with my mum. you know grew up in like a place in essex Again, would have been absolutely rife with racism and has gone, these people are fucking gross. I don't want anything to do with it. So in my family, that's a big thing. Now, this is a white woman who grew up in Chiswick and is now going to throw fucking just lies around mm. in, front of, in front of now my work colleagues and go, you're a fucking racist. And that that's where I got issue with it mm-hmm. because it's like, it's this thing, you, it, there's this thing now, you can just throw these accusations at people and because you, you don't suffer consequences. You don't suffer any consequences for saying that to someone. Mm. That's a fucking awful thing to accuse someone of. Mm-hmm. But it is also not true. I've got black friends. <laughs> some of my don't bring me into some it. of my some of my best co-hosts are black. <laughs> don't bring me into this. Okay, so you had the, she said that yeah, and then you went fuck this shit. I'm I booking will, a podcast. I, I walked off yeah. at that point. There was a bit of yelling going back and forth. I'm not saying I was there like like Buddha. Yeah. Came over to Lucas. It's pretty angry. She then followed. Yeah. And uh she she at first had gone, look, I think you're a good comedian. I think you're very smart. Uh, and I was I didn't say it, but I was like, you've only seen me once. I didn't do that well. So you're just reiterating what you've heard someone else say. But that's nice of you. She then came over and was like, you're a terrible comedian. And she went, oh, you're selling out shows because of who your dad is. Mm. And then said, you're a Nepo baby. How's being a Nepo baby? And at that point, I was like, fuck this. So I asked her age and she was like 35. And I was like, well, it's got to happen soon then, don't it? <laughs> so by this point, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I, I want to paint the picture. I wasn't, 
I don't I don't like it when people tell stories and they're like, and I was just sat there very calmly. <laughs> I was not Lucas hated the whole experience. Yeah, I was sat there like, so do you guys want to drink or something? <laughs> <laughs> and that bought I, us, felt, I, I felt like my two parents were getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the middle of like a broken home. Okay, so, I didn't know bro, what to do. Lucas, what else did he say? So because I'm 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 a bit confused how she went from your good comedian smart. She she walked over and started. Yeah, I wasn't there when when that happened, but I heard that you, you came right over to me right afterwards and said everything that had happened. Right. Yeah. Did he say anything else other than her age and how it needs to happen soon? I didn't hear him say that. Okay, you didn't, you didn't hear him say I that. I didn't hear you say that. You could have been absolved from that. No, I, well, I, I, was, um, I was firing back. I wasn't yeah, 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 yeah. like, I wasn't fucking, I was fine. If it was a bloke, I'd have offered him out. Like, it, it, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you can't, it, like, I know that sounds, but you can't, this wasn't, this wasn't if, comedy banter. If bandering. it was a black comic, it wouldn't have been good for the allegations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I was the one, like, the security guard outside this place, right? Yeah. Like, like, we, we were having a nice chat on the way, so I've got issues. Well, same one. No, 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 no. Um, the, the, the guy outside the thing, I was having a chat with before we went in. Like this homeless guy came up and was like just bothering everyone. You know, it's London, it happens, and I wasn't a big dick and stuff, but and me and him just started like just having a chat about it with each other. Like I've got an issue with black security guards. Yeah, I stand do you know what I mean? It was mm. just it was like but in my head I was like going uh, so basically after this all happened, I just everyone went somewhere else. I just got an Uber home. Uh so I I, I went I went home. Like mm. I was, you know, I'm not going out in this environment, in this situation. Remove yourself from it. I bought us all a drink. Remember, I I got her one as well. I was I was like, look, let's just have a shot and like, we'll calm the fuck down. I was like, come on the podcast and accuse me of it, innit? Like if you you're, you're doing it here and now, come come on to a place like and and accuse me of being a racist. I'm just visualizing you putting in your bank details angrily. How many mics? Three. It was it is the most pathetic thing I have ever possibly done. But what an episode it would have been. Yeah, it would have maybe been good for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I was going to invite Ginger J. <laughs> <laughs> I would kick the door the way through. <laughs> <laughs> but where, where is it at now? Where are we uh, at now with this? Uh, all right, so let me... Because let me I will link this to philosophy. Okay. So I get a new home, rightfully pissed off. Next day... Get a message. All right, I'll say this, yeah. She apologized and admitted she made that up and lied. And, and there's no need to be angry at that. That's a fucking gangster move. That's a ballsy thing to do, to go, look, I lied last night. I was just being an asshole. I'm really sorry about that. I, I really respect that because you could just go, oh, no, no, you misinterpreted. Like, to completely take ownership or something. I think absolves you in a way. Like I, I, I completely. I'm. I know it sounds weird because I'm doing a podcast about talking shit, but we we booked the studio and we, and we and we got stuff prepped for tomorrow's episode that Mike said we're not allowed to use because <laughs> I've booked this studio times. So I'm like, well, fuck it, we got this story. You fill it in, yeah. So I, I, you know, I completely forgive this person, and I hope they also, in a way, forgive me for what I've said. Like I, I, uh, I bet. Look. I said in like when when they they sent a very nice apology. But why are you looking like that, Lucas? Why are you sit there? Lucas is sat there smirking. I hope they forgive me. <laughs> what the 
fuck, bro? What, what do you guys want from me? Do you want me to be? I, do, I just don't know how we, how we got here. How did we? It seems like just such a simple misunderstanding that that didn't need to be here. Yeah, I, but I, I got accused of racism in front of a load of people. I think your issue is you you need the person to accept your apology the way you. you okay. In in, in 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 a certain way, you need them to accept the apology the way you want your apology accepted. Whereas if they were just like, yeah, all right, you'd be like, hmm. No, I, I can live with her. Yeah, right. It worked, but I could have lived with yeah, all right. But it then came like what you did was the, it. It started being like, it started. It, you, I've apologized for a thing, mm -hmm. and then you've gone yeah, and there's this, this, and this, and I'm like, okay, but that I'm I'm telling you within my apology, that's not what I I meant. So I'm not gonna start trying to. I'm trying to apologize to you. That's a big thing. That's why when this person sent me an apology, I've I've just accepted it. Yeah. Because you know, you you know, it would be so hypocritical of me to receive an apology off them and go, yeah, this is how it's just like you are hammered, you probably don't like me. Mm. We were in an environment where we were together. I fucking understand that. Mm. Like I'm easily dislikable. Mm. Like so easily dislikable. Like I completely understand that, mm -hmm. and we're in it. We're in this job where you're where you're you're mates with people, but you're also competing. You probably don't like the fact that I'm, you know, instead of looking at it and go, oh, Elliot gigs most nights of the week, and he works on his social media and does all of that. That's why he's doing all right. You probably look at it and go, it's easy for him. He's got a dad in the industry. Mm -hmm. Completely understand if people take that side as well. Like it is, it, you know, mm -hmm. that's why I steer into the dad, like steer into it. Cause there's no point denying that. Mm -hmm. And with the same agency my dad's with, would I be with them if I wasn't, didn't have the dad who I had? Probably not. Like genuinely, probably not. So, you know, that you have to have some sort of self-awareness within this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I just think, you know, show a little bit of growth. So I, I just, you know, stoicism, which I've been practicing despite what all the previous evidence of this episode suggests. I think as a whole, you you, you, you handled it well. Um, opposed to like when we started the podcast 40 minutes ago, that's when you unraveled it. But you, start, you handled the whole situation well mm. in terms of, you know, like you said, accepting the apology, ending it there. I don't know. Do do you feel like you need people to like you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially my peers and stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm a comedian. Yeah, I'm I'm aware of my insecurities. Mm. Do you feel like you need people to like you? Yeah, I mean, I want them to, but I think like after like you said, you apologized in a message online first. Yes. After that, I'm good. I was good. I'd left that. Yeah. But we were out together. Mm. I didn't ask to go and hang out with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's but I wouldn't even bring it up again. Well, I was speaking to someone else and they were like, I think you should apologize to them. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll go and make sure this is sorted once and okay, for we all. We found a real villain. That person who told you that. I think, <laughs> they, they, were on, I think they were the one trying to shit stuff. <laughs> no, I think, you know, I, and I think there's a thing like, if someone apologizes in life, not depending on what it is, mm -hmm. and, and I, you should forgive them. And, and I kind of feel forgiveness is, it's not like you suddenly come best friends. You're just at peace with what they've done. Mm -hmm. You can't change what they've done. You can't change how they made you feel. But you go, thank you very much for uh, apologizing. And then in your head, you make the decision if going forward, you want to hang out if you don't. But you can go, if they ever be like, no, 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 look, I don't really get on with you. I, I find it quite difficult. But I appreciate that you're a person and that you're trying. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person who tries and I fuck up so many things that I I, I can empathize with that. I felt so bad for him. Like, you've got to wake up with a hangover after a night out that was fun. Mm -hmm. 
and you've got to send an apology to me where you were in the wrong. Mm. That must suck. Yeah. That I that must fucking suck so badly. When you know you fucked up. Have you ever uh, apologized to people after a night out? <laughs> no, no. I bury all my my feelings. <laughs> Do you? Like, but I'm like I don't. I never really explode on 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 people. No, you're very you're very weirdly calm, but we know it's coming. We yeah 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 it's it's coming, but um so no, nah, I never really feel <laughs> the need to confront situations. Mm. I feel like when you explode, it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> I <laughs> just start punching a wall. <laughs> it was like, Mike, Mike, I've been hitting your shit for too long. <laughs> like, I got a Black Bears poster <laughs> on my wall, and you take it down, <laughs> and it's just holes in there, right? <laughs> but yeah, you you don't explode on that. What, what do you think gives you your level of stoicism? Um, well, first of all, I, I don't really get into too many co- confrontations in, in, in the first place. Mm. But I'm always trying to see another person's point of view in the moment be like ah, yeah i know how they, how they could think that mm. i think my problem is almost the opposite i might end up invalidating my own feelings because i'm trying to be too like oh yeah where sometimes it is necessary to have sort of a, a conversation and be like you know what this is yeah mm. i've been doing a podcast with you i've learned to to talk about stuff do you know what i mean i, I see how you handle things I think we learn from each other. Yeah, I think definitely. you've taken my calmness. And I think I'm a little bit more bolder in, in, in certain things because uh, I see that it can have its benefits. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like my ideal philosophy for doing this exact episode is one, I like to come in and talk with my mates openly about it and have a discourse where you can... You can talk about these kind of things that happen within the industry because also there's there, there are a lot of up and coming comics who listen to this and we're not so far yeah, ahead of them weird, isn't it, that they're not they're not gonna be you know it's weird when comics are like oh I listened to it and you know uh, I think I think that you know that then you sort of go look these are the things that are gonna happen not just in this job strip back it just being comedy related in the workplace in the you're gonna have to work with people. It's not necessarily that you don't like them. You know they don't like you. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people in this industry I know, they're nice to your face. but uh, And that's one thing I try to root out as I get older is whenever you hang out with someone and they start bitching a lot and about people they hang out with, I'm like, what do you say about me when I'm not yeah. in the room? You, you know, because yeah. I've learned this. It's like when I used to be a young, more bitter comic, because Tom Lucy was doing far better than me. <laughs> like he just—he was better than me. He was the guy. He was the guy. He was working harder yeah, than me. Yeah. He had a better work ethic. Everything. I was out fucking smoking weed. Yeah. And drinking after shows yeah. when I'd sporadically gig, and he was out every night doing a set, having a beer, going home, working on his stuff. Why was he doing better than me? Oh, because of this. This. No, he was just better. Yeah. He was just more suited to what he was doing. Yeah. And as I've got older, I've learned to ex- accept that angle. Like whenever I'm angry at these people, it's cause of something kind of insecurity on on my level of like that. Yeah, that's what it always stems down to. And it? it's like something I'm not happy with in myself. Or sometimes they are a dick. But why is it affecting me so much? Do you know what I mean? It's probably something to do internal. It's it's like, like I know me and Leo, Leo Carlos are back and forth, but like. I actually really like Leo. Like I, res- I respect yeah. him, and he's doing his thing, and he's working hard, and he's getting somewhere with it. Do I agree with everything that he says? No, but surely we should have a situation where we can disagree with people but still get on. 
same with you know like Nico and like Dari, all, all of them guys. Like there's things that I will disagree with them politically on. That used to be the beauty of like the comedy industry. It's like look at these people, these different opinions, but they can sort of get on. And it's supposed to be like we're almost like it's like a look what society could be. People of different opinions can interact with each other and still be mates and have a laugh. But now everything's a bit more divided nowadays. How much of it do you think is social media? In what sense? In that interaction, like this person doesn't like me probably because of my social media output. And well, yeah, some people's social medias are wild. Like every now and then I'll venture on Facebook and them 40 plus comics, they be wilding on there, man. Bro, if they put as much effort into posts about their breakfast <laughs> as they did about fucking just having it, they'll do, be doing so much better. They're such I just good mean, like, comedians. Comedy collective, like petty beefs that'll be going on. But that's that's all people. None of them you ever see around. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, so uh, these other comments I'm hanging out with, and if you're listening to this, some of you are doing better. You're probably doing better than me. Some of you, you you're not. That, that, that's the nature of the game. I'm not saying you won't. Swings you won't and be, roundabouts. You're doing better now, and might not be doing better later. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. But uh, you know, you're all good community. You're going to get so. But what I'd say is, is you've passed that stage of open micing where everyone. You're dealing with genuine mental illness. Mm. Like, you know, when open mics are wild and some like obvious schizophrenic gets on and everyone's like, oh, fucking hell. Mm. Like, you know, like it's like Dangerous T gets on the mic and like he's very funny, but it, it it's, visible, yeah. it's visible, like mental illness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, you, just, you, you sort of filter out those things at a stage until you get to a point where you're not. When I was in uh, Leger with all these other comics, we were just having a nice time. Mm. We weren't that bothered about. We, I, I can't think of. Status. Yeah, we, I can't think of any conversation that was about why is this person here? Why is this person there? I'm arguably out there. I'm probably the least successful of all of those people who are out there. It's a mate in France. Yeah, yeah, but they're all great comedians. They're all good people to be around. And you go, oh, this is what it should be like. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes. Like, I feel like I. <sighs> I don't like to hang out with not funny people. Mm. As in terms of, if I if I don't really like the comedian's work, I probably won't be friend. I'll be friendly, mm. but I'm probably not gonna be friends. I don't know why. Is that bad of me? No. If I don't, if I see this set, I'm like, this isn't fun. There's nothing in here. It will affect our friendship. Uh, our potential to be friends. So a mate of mine said about this uh, stink spreads. What's that? Like you hang out with bad comics. Right, you're gonna, you know, right. you hang out with good comedians, you're gonna get good at comedy. You know, it sounds. But it's, weird. Not, it's not. It's not a hierarchy thing. It's not like I'm. I'm only hanging out with these people at these levels. No, you hang out with a mixture of people like yeah. coming through. But yeah. it's just that it was just a respect for my my taste in the art form. So maybe maybe I'm a not a snob in that because like I said, I'll be friendly to everybody. It doesn't being friends. I got, I got to like what you do. Yeah, but you're one of those people that I think everyone would accept in comedy if someone had an issue with you, they're in the wrong. Probably. Yeah, because I, I can't think of, or genuinely cannot think of an issue. And in the same way, I know it sounds weird and I come across argumentative and stuff. I, I'm a, not as much, but a little bit like, you got a problem with Elliot? Like, he's, yeah. he's sound. He just, you know, he has a beer and he's loud, but he's not. Yeah, once your thing is just people get to know you. Um, they're like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I just, when they, they're just 
all of the things you put out to promote yourself is what they don't like. Unfollow me. Exactly. Unfollow me. Yeah. Do you not like what I'm doing online? Yeah. I've got I've got to build I don't I don't want to be on the fucking circuit forever. Mm. I'm sorry that I'm open about that. Mm. I love the circuit. I love doing it. I love hanging out with other comics. When I'm 40, I don't want to be going to just a tonic Birmingham. Mm. I'm sorry I don't. Mm. All right? I, and if I do, I want it to be because I'm dropping in to try stuff. Mm. Like, I'll always on you. Will, I, anyone who doesn't do the circuit, I don't trust as a comedian. You want you want it to be an option. I know, as we should, because we're we're young, we're, we're ambitious, of course. Like, we, we see our... Our heroes are idols. Why would we not want to emulate what they're doing? You know what I mean? Mm. It, it doesn't make any sense to to limit. And that's no disrespect to people who sort of do the circuit. Um, it's a high level. And it has to be a high level, man. And we're doing it now. We're we're experiencing ourselves, but we just you know you ideally you you, you know you want to build your own thing. You know, yeah. that's what everyone wants. Yeah, and then you also get uh, you know, and it's not going to happen overnight for someone like me. It doesn't. I've got to spend years. Look, this all this started because I did a show in Leicester last year. I sold three tickets and I didn't do the show. And I got on a train back and I saw Sean Walsh and I was just like, I was so depressed. I had this conversation with him that kind of lit a fire in me a little bit. That was like, you, you know, you got to start doing stuff. So I was like, what do I want to do? Well, I like working with Mike. Let's do a podcast together. I do these clips. Let me find out what works for me as clips. Yeah. Like I... I put I put stuff online. I used to put I put up crowd work clips, but I don't really do crowd. It's not my thing. Mm. Like I'm just trying to emulate what else I'd seen other people do. And then I started hitting it recently with these political videos. And I try I try write topical stand up and put that out. I found something that I want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and that started working for me. And there's going to be people. There's absolutely going to be. Look, I'm was I'm open micing as an internet comedian up until recently. And now I'm in the weird semi-pro place of like internet mm. comedy. That's the way I see it. Like the blue belt of internet comedy. Because you, you you know, I've definitely put out videos that I look at. I'm like, I shouldn't have put that out. Mm. I shouldn't have done that. But I was trying to emulate something you're, that had worked before. You're figuring out your voice. Mm. We're figuring out our voice online, one thing. We're figuring out our voice as comedians in general and stand up. Because we're, we're, we're babies, man. Mm. 20, I'm 28 this year. You're still a baby. Uh, in the eyes of the law, I'm a man, as you you. But you're you're 26, 27 yeah. this year. Yeah. We're still like very, very young, very figuring it out, man. And uh, even as human beings, we're, we're still just figuring ourselves out. And you need, but we're doing it in a semi-public eye. Yeah. So, you know, we just need that that grace to, to and we're going to fuck up continuously and that's the thing with the, like the doing the clips and all of that stuff is you start getting shit from other comedians and the way i always see that shit from other comedians is like you're too scared to put anything out because mm. you're afraid of failure you're afraid to come on something and go yeah i don't want to be at this point in my career but at this age because if you are back there you see it as failing so it's mm. it's it's stealing a loss and no, not stealing a loss because you're still at a very high level mm. it's like you go i want to be this kind of i look at someone like uh Woosh or Sloss or Jamali and someone like that, and I go, cool. I want to start hitting these levels and doing really fucking good stand up. Yeah. And but that 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 avenue that they came up in is not as available as it once was. So I have to figure out this new way to do it. Do you know what I mean? You, you you're not really gonna get plucked. Not that these guys got plucked, but in terms of like a, a more traditional route, it's yeah. not available anymore. Bro, well, like a hundred percent, like I'm a good comedian, but it's like when people moan about diversity and stuff, and it's like, bro, all right, cool, we'll go do something else. Look at Josh Pugh, man. Josh Pugh is killing it right Fucking now. That's a straight white dude 
and like he's selling, he's doing numbers, Vittorio. They found yeah. whether it's like hustle or a, a new way of saying things to like make it. So you just got to work harder. Bro. I think it, it's, it comes from a complaint of like, why can't I half ass it and still get a lot of success? Yeah, you've now got to do the work that other ethnicities had to do years yeah, ago yeah, yeah. to get to get on a fucking panel show and then be talked over. And also, I, as if that panel show is going to change your life, you know, you hear people, ah, oh, I didn't get House of Games. It's BBC Two, 12 p.m., dead people. That's like old dead people. That's the main yeah. demographic. Like, people who haven't been found yet. That's the main demographic of that TV show. People who haven't been found yet. They get found because of a smell. <laughs> There's just milk bottles piling up out their houses. Richard Osman's asking him, and so, what's the population of Luxembourg? That, that's 25% of House of Games demographic is firefighters who've just broken in and they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know the answer to that one. That's 25% of the time. <laughs> you just stood there with it, like with the axe and that, and they bust through the door, and they're just uh, uh, like a, a, a rigor mortis corpse sat there, and then they're going, you know, what is America's largest lake? <laughs> they're going to ready myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, just, oh, Copenhagen. <laughs> they're just checking a pulse and looking over and going, no, 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 no. The Amazon's the largest river in the world. The Amazon's the largest river in the world. That's yeah, the knew it, knew it, knew it. <laughs> That's the main demographic. So, like, you, yeah, you got, you got to be out here and find you find your people in new ways, so people can't. Yeah, you're right. And also, that's why like, I know we're doing this. It's like I'm coming in on fire and fury, but really, it's because I don't want to waste the money I spent on this. Mm. Um, it's been fun, and, and it's been fun. And also, you know, like I, 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 I think this person is a good comedian. I think they're a nice person. Mm -hmm. I don't think that person that I've met through the thing that I've done. I've talked a little bit of shit about them on here. And that's that's okay. That's friendly fire, man. Yeah, because you know they were, uh, they sent me they, they, in their apology. They were like they were like, oh no. Basically, what it stemmed from was I I was I was talking about you to like other comedians, <laughs> and I was like, don't tell me that when you're apologising. Don't tell me that you were bad. If you're apologising, you need to make it like, no, I always talk you up. You know I kind of respect her, her honesty. Well, she lied at one point, but her honesty, yeah. <laughs> honesty about <laughs> massive lie. Yeah. Interesting policy, man. You know, I'm full I'm doing a gig in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you're a snake, bro. <laughs> you're a full-on snake. Like, what? how much are you getting paid? Uh, I think sixty quid. That's what our friendship is <laughs> worth. Sixty pounds. You got to pay for the podcast recording for now. <laughs> yeah, that that, if, yeah, no, that money's going straight on this podcast. As if like I'm going to turn down work. Sixty pound. And then, uh, do you know what Mike said to me? Yeah, he goes, he goes, but it's Valentine's Day and there'll be loads of single girls there. So I was a bit like, all right. And then he was like, yeah, I'm probably going to try double it at Top Secret at ninety nine. So like, he's not even going to no. try. He's not even going to try. Like I can stare at them though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but please go there and be a sex pest and get like that whole gig franchise in trouble. You got to go there and bomb. You no, can't I'm do not. well. I'm not. I'm not bomb. I can't. I can't. If I inherit all of your beefs, I will lose so much work, man. Yeah. I'm gonna lose so much employment. I want to get this podcast. This is why you need to sign up to the Patreon, people. It's three pound fifty a month. We do an extra episode every week. Yeah. And. We're doing, we're doing a live show in three months. <laughs> Wait, bro, stop. <laughs> stop this. Mike is hell-bent on a live show. We're doing a live show in three months. Uh, book your ticket. We're going to send the ticket link soon. Uh, Ricky Gervais is going to be there. <laughs> uh, 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 Ricky Gervais. Um, who else is going to be there? 
Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell is dropping by. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be We got Ricky Gervais and Ghislaine Maxwell. 100 percent So like honestly, before before July, we're gonna do a live show and we're gonna have you guys all there. And we're gonna have some of your Hall of Famers uh will be in Abs the Truth. Abs the Truth will be there, Ginger. Bella Jack. Bella Hall will be there. And uh, probably Dom as well. We got. Uh, I'm just looking forward to Dom and Ginger J. <laughs> <laughs> I think those two alone that'd be a fascinating. Because yeah. you only need you only need two guests for. I think having yeah. too many. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll we'll get the others in a in a Ginger J. That would be fucking oh, sticker. That'd be very funny. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. Um, because Ginger J. Hates the police, man. I don't think he hates the police. No, he does. Does it? it's, it's like his last Instagram post was about like fuck the feds. Well, he was saying like we should be right. People should be writing if it's like the same energy, black or white. It should be fuck the cops. What for the thing in Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's an element of truth for that. Why aren't you writing? Why aren't I writing? Oh, because it's in fucking Minneapolis. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Use my air miles to go over there. And you went to you were in uh, Westminster for the for the Floyd one. Oh, I did. I did what I can. Which it was, is well, it was nice to get out of the house in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but that that protest could have been for anything. I was going. It yeah, was just like a day. Fucking, no, it yeah. was fucking. It, it's fucking disgusting. It's it's. I don't know. Like, and I joke about it and stuff. But it's that's actually what I wanted to talk about uh, tomorrow. Just more in depth about. Yeah, what, we'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow on the Patreon but, episode, um, which you can listen to for three pound fifty a month. What a horrible way to end a podcast. <laughs> if you want to hear our opinions. On the murder of an innocent man, please pay three pound fifty a month. That's yeah. what uh, that's that's what that's what this industry's becoming. Yeah, that's what we're becoming. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> doing the good work just behind the paywall. You know, and that's all. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about more 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 tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man, we we got big plans. Uh, this is kind of like we're saying. Well, this is what we normally. Uh, do on a, on on a Patreon, but releasing it on the main. I don't know if this should be the advert for the Patreon. You know, I reckon. Nah, of course. It, it, was, it was. It's. I've had a wonderful time. Lucas looks incredibly awkward. <laughs> we throw out as a bonus. I don't know what we're gonna do with this. I'll just put it out tonight. We'll figure out. Yeah, and then uh, the last the last bonus episode we did. <laughs> do you know what that was? What <laughs> to show to show where I hold in esteem. This argument I had. Was about the the shooting of Chris. <laughs> was about was about like us going like, hey, here's some very uh, in depth, interesting yeah. conversation. And this one's, someone was rude to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, this has been fun though. This has been, and you know, you we've aired it out. This we do we do therapy uh, on the pod. Yeah. And and uh, to the person who uh, probably was about, I don't know if you're listening. You're more than welcome to come on the podcast. I think you're a very, very good comedian. I think you're you're obviously a nice person because a lot of people I know like you. And I reckon this is actually the start of a friendship. No, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, fair. Um, no, of course, I, I, I just you forgive and forget. Look, I have fucked up so many things in this job. It's so true. With so many people, um, so I, I would like if I ever did something like what you did, which I'm fully capable of because I'm a human being, and I'm, I'm, you know, Carl Young. If you wanna, if you wanna have a tree that goes to heaven, you gotta have roots that go to hell. But you will need a soul to enter those places, <laughs> and and uh, so you know it's it's all forgive and forget. It's all love, and you're more than welcome to come on here at any point. And you know we don't have to talk about this. You're, you're great on podcasts and stuff, so we'll, we can talk shit. Good, good, good promoter. Get on those gigs. 
Uh, I ain't getting up. Fuck uh, that, bro. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I will be broke rather than I don't. I don't. I just. Uh, can people start having some self-respect? You give the olive <laughs> branch and you snatch it away. Yeah, uh, but, but like the same way. Like I don't. I'm not gonna do fucking ten minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're gonna search, if security are gonna search me. I'm not going to come, it's nothing to do with the people, it's just, all right, cool, I'm, I'm. I'll, I'll X that one out. Yeah, 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 like it's, it's, it, it's not going to change until people go and make, go make the concerted effort to be like, yeah, I don't like having my balls grabbed before I go on stage. Like, yeah. you know. It doesn't add to the performance. But I, I feel like we should end it here. No, no, let's 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 drag it out a bit more. Yeah, on on no, on what part? <laughs> I don't know. No, this has been B Tech Philosophers Patreon advert slash beef that's no longer a beef. Yeah, man. Also, uh, keep reviewing um, on the Podbean. Oh yeah, 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 keep, guys. If you leave reviews and stuff, that really helps. Leave nice reviews. Feedback. One, we'll take feedback. One guy gave us one star and said, I, I like it when the white one's anti-Semitic, but mm -hmm. spelt it wrong, and then started just moaning about Michael. And I was like, okay. Uh, what, <laughs> what did he say about me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wasn't a fan. <laughs> to be fair, anti-Semitism <laughs> is a sign. And then I was like, does he, does he know I'm like Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> So he was racist and dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, uh, and also June. Oh, what, what is it? February eighth. Oh I'll, shit! I'll yeah, be in. I'll be in Leicester. Uh, February twenty third. I'm doing Vault Festival in London. And March 9th, I am doing a show at the Pleasance. Tickets are selling well to all those things, so do get on it. And I'm also in talks to be doing the Edinburgh Fringe this year, which I'm very much looking forward to going up with a new show. I think I've got a venue. More on that soon. Okay, I'll promote my shit. Um, February 6th and 16th, I'm at Top Secret Comedy Club uh, doing a work in progress. And February 19th, I'll be in Leicester. If you have any friends in Leicester, tell them to come to my show of Mike and Men. If you go on my Instagram, I've got a link tree that I paid for because Elliot told me it was worth paying for and I, don't, I haven't seen the benefits yet. So please, book the shows. Yeah, no, I did spend 40 quid on mine and I don't really know what... I, what, I what did it too. No, yeah, and then you asked to steal my background. I did and you wouldn't let me. No, because it's... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't copyright that background. <laughs> Lucas, you got anything to promote? Uh, no, just the socials. Lucas Jeffcoat, putting clips up, all that stuff. Oh, wicked. All right, guys, sign up to the Patreon to keep the podcast going and show us some love in the reviews and that and subscribe to the YouTube and all that jazz. This has been B Tech Philosophers. <laughs>